Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The closer we get to the NFL draft, the more polarizing of a wide receiver Drake London becomes. A lot of people are trying to figure out, is Drake London a good receiver or not? Let me help you. Drake London was one of the best contested catch wide receivers we've seen in a little while, and he's definitely the best in this draft class. And that doesn't mean he can't separate. And when you're talking about separating, you know, what exactly do you mean? Do you mean separating on the route? Do you mean separating at the catch point? There are different ways to separate. And when you talk about separating on your route, we do see a lot of that in his game. It's not just contested catches. Now, is he creating yards of separation on route running like guys like Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson? No, but he has the type of upside that I don't think either of those guys have. He's big, he's strong, he's versatile, and he knows how to separate, especially on those short to intermediate routes. And once he separates on those short to intermediate routes, he has serious yards after the catch ability, especially for a big dude. 5.2 yards after the catch per reception this past season, 5.7 the season before, pretty good. And then you talk about the versatility. He was playing in the slot when Amar Ross St. Brown and Michael Pittman were both at USC with him, and that's when he broke out. He broke out at 19 years old with those two guys on the team. So 19 years old, first round draft capital, you're looking at a pretty good recipe for success right there when it comes to predicting future top 24 and top 12 wide receivers. And then he moves to the outside this past season, 3.52 yards per route run, that's right at the top of the class, 3.42 yards per route run against man coverage this past season, that's at the top of the class. I think he screams alpha wide receiver at the next level, and I think we're doing too much to try to find his kryptonite. So that's my number one receiver. Number two and number three are Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave. I want to talk about both of these guys. They play together. They have similar games, but there are some nuances in terms of the differences between these two guys. I'd say Garrett Wilson is probably the most pro-ready of any of the wide receiver prospects this year, and in terms of route running, he is one of the most technical. I think him and Chris Olave are, are the most technically sound route runners, and if you had to choose between the two, Chris Olave probably beats him by a hair, but one thing Garrett Wilson is better at than Chris Olave is his ability after the catch. Six yards after the catch per reception, that's the third highest in this class, only behind Jamison Williams and Traylon Burks. Not only does he have quickness after the catch, but he also sheds tackles like no other wide receiver in this class. Now, Garrett Wilson did not break out early, but Chris Olave did. He broke out at 19 years old. And for those who don't know, breakout age plus draft capital is something that you really want to take a look at in consider when you're projecting for the next level. Now Olave did choose to stick around for his senior season and when you look at first round non-early declares you're not looking at a great history in terms of those guys who became top 24 wide receivers and not many top 12 wide receivers either. But that is just one factor. He is the guy who broke out early. Garrett Wilson did not but Garrett Wilson is an early declare and he does have that first round draft capital. 
And it's funny because Chris Olave actually had one of his least efficient seasons this year. Only 2.29 yards per route run, which is very low. But then when you look at his career yards per route run, it's actually higher than Garrett Wilson's. And despite Olave's overall yards per route run being very low, his yards per route run against man coverage this year was actually one of the best in the class. At the end of the day though, Olave's separation skills are legit. And both these guys absolutely killed on the types of routes that NFL teams ask wide receivers to run. And according to analysis done by Pro Football Focus's Dwayne McFarland, an amazing analyst over there, Garrett Wilson was charted as being open on 88% of those staple routes, while Chris Olave was open on 81% of those staple routes, which was the highest in this class along with Jamison Williams. Extremely legit, and to be honest, these two guys are the best overall separators in this class. Now, if I had to pick one right now, I don't want to, but if I had to pick one, it's extremely close. I'd probably go with Garrett Wilson. I'll probably go with the first round early declare, the guy who's amazing after the catch, someone who can win on every route at all levels of the field. But Chris Olave is right behind him at number three, or maybe even a 2B. And while he does get a knock for being a non-early declare, he also gets a leg up because he broke out at 19, he has the draft capital, so we'll see which one wins here. Historically, guys who break out at 19 and also have the first round draft capital, they also end up going on, or at least a high percentage of them, end up going on uh, to having top 24 seasons and even having top 12 seasons. Now, in terms of a dynasty rookie draft, I'm fine taking Drake London extremely early in the first round. I'm good taking both Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave within the top five picks as well. So coming in at number four is Jamison Williams. And off the bat, we have to recognize that he is coming off an ACL tear. So if you're looking for somebody to make a huge impact in year one, I'd probably look elsewhere. But if you're talking about past this season, if you're talking about career long, it's very hard to bet against Jamison Williams given what he brings to the table. Speed. And it's not just speed. He is multifaceted. He's not John Ross. He's not Henry Ruggs. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no. He's multifaceted and he's not a one-trick pony. There is no doubt that he is probably the biggest playmaker in this class. If you're looking at plays of 15 yards or more, he had the most in this class on a per target basis. Almost 30% of his targets went for 15 or more yards. That's bonkers. And Williams, like I said, is not just a deep threat. He can win at all levels. He's a good route runner on all levels. And I think he runs those short to intermediate routes well enough where he can be a versatile flanker or Z in the NFL. Now remember those staple routes that I was talking about earlier, the ones that NFL teams consistently ask their wide receivers to run? Well, Jamison Williams got open 79% of the time when running those staple routes. And not only that, he had the second highest yards per route run on those staple routes. So like I said, not a one-trick pony. He might not be the best against press coverage, but he's quick enough at the line and he makes enough moves at the line where he'll be able to avoid some of that. But at the NFL level, he'll likely be playing a role of a flanker. He'll likely be in motion at the snap, so there's not a high chance that defenders will consistently be able to get a hand on him at the line. One thing I loved about Williams was not only him being able to win at the top of his route, but when he's 30 yards down the field, he can give little hesitation moves to create even more separation. And I've seen that multiple times, and it's something unique that I've seen in his game. But if a guy like him gets with Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, look out. I mean, he will be explosive on those offenses, especially if he gets with the Chiefs, and he has a chance of replacing Tyreek Hill. And listen, he could do it. Right. Yeah, 9.3 yards after the catch per reception that was at the top of this class so not only can he separate deep like Tyreek Hill he can also do things after the catch like Tyreek Hill as well 
the reason why Williams isn't higher on this list and he's only at number four is because I think out of the other three, he has the least likely chance of becoming an X receiver. He's coming off that ACL injury and he's simply not as good of a route technician like guys like Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. All right, coming in at number five is Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks was definitely the toughest guy to evaluate for me in terms of projecting to the next level. He's a baller, right? There's no denying that. You see what he was able to do at Oklahoma. I mean, this dude was just winning every game. But I just think he needs the right fit in the NFL. Like if a team drafts him and expects him just to play outside as an X receiver, I'm just not sure that will work out. It just wasn't how he was used in college. He lined up everywhere. He lined up in the slot mostly, some on the outside, a little bit in the backfield as well. Obviously very versatile and you're hoping that whoever drafts him doesn't pigeonhole him to this role on the outside where he's just on the outside all the time. You kind of want a coach that's going to take advantage of his entire skill set. He didn't break out early, but he was the focal point of a not-so-great Oklahoma offense. His combination of a 45% dominator rating and a 32% career dominator rating, that was the best in this class. The production was legit, especially considering the offense that he was on. His career 2.87 yards per route run was the best among all the wide receivers that we're talking about today, and his yards after the catch absolutely stupid 9.3 yards after the catch per reception that's right there with Jamison Williams so you can understand what the upside looks like here because he played a ton in the slot in his career because he played a ton out of the backfield we don't have much of a sample size in terms of him being able to win against press coverage on the outside and when he did go up against man coverage he didn't really stand out like Chris Olave Drake London he's not the best route runner in this class but he does show the ability to separate in different ways he's just not as polished of a route runner as these other guys in the video still he's one of the most explosive wide receivers in this class and his game speed is honestly way faster than what his 40 time showed I think the variance on Burks is way higher than any of these other wide receivers. I mean, he could be a high-end wide receiver one, or he could bust. What do you mean by that? Like, I don't think any of these other prospects have that wide of a range of outcomes. Still, I'm not fading him in rookie drafts. There's too much upside here to pass up. Like, I've seen him fall to the end of the first round at times, and if I see him there, I'm swooping him up every single time. There's way too much upside here to fade. Alright guys, thank you so much for watching the top 5 wide receivers in this draft class. If you want more of these videos, please subscribe, please like this video. See ya.